You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com, where you can get awesome analysis on all things sports. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, subscribe to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports, and like us on Facebook, NGSC Sports. We never stop. Are you looking for a place to listen to your favorite music and sports? Look no further. WLSN, the Lieb Sports and Music Network, is a web-based music and sports network. Our network was created to provide authentic, high-energy entertainment through live streaming to a national audience. We play popular music while hosting podcasts from all over the world. Curious? Check us out on the web at LeapSports.com. That's L-E-E-I-B sports.com. Or find us on the TuneIn Radio app. Got Alexa? Just say, Alexa, play WLSN on TuneIn. WLSN is America's number one blog-themed sports and music network. Hey, everyone in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle Huddle up. up. I mean, no one comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. Dropping eight. Lele steps up, no. loads and throws. It's caught. It's pitched backwards, up in the air. It's on the ground, still in Clemson's hands. And now it is down. It is over. And the Irish have knocked off number one Clemson. Fans on their feet. Rally towels are being waved. Brad Lidge stretches. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. Eller for the draw. And as the puck drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974. The Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. going on everyone jim here with the huddle up podcast it is uh thursday july the 1st 2021 and i'm uh, glad to be with you been a while since we got any content on the huddle up feed and i uh, apologize for that been been uh pretty crazy on my end uh sean um as the i think the last time on air uh was talking about how they were close to having um their uh their second son and they have they have done that 
uh, Dave and Matt as well, busy in their own right. So um, obviously we'll be kicking them, kicking back up uh, again in the fall for football season. Uh, we look forward to that and being back with you for football season. But um, I just wanted to jump on here and, and, and just kind of give a couple of thoughts on some things that have been going on in sports as of late, but remind everybody, our home network, of course, is NGSE Sports, NGSEsports.com, the home for all things sports. Of course, we never stop. And our secondary home, the Leib Sports and Music Network. You can find them, L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. All of our social media, at Huddle Up Podcast, Facebook and Twitter. We are at Huddle Up Pod on Instagram. Make sure you're subscribed to our podcast feed, all podcast platforms. If you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, please give it a rate and review. Otherwise, you can find us Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, anywhere else. Basically, if you can find a place uh, in the podcast realm that you can't find our show, just let us know. We, we will make sure we get up there. Also, if you go to whatamaneuver.net, whatamaneuver.net, uh, you will find some uh, merchandise designs, our property of, and of course, our main logo. Make sure you go over there, get some of that, uh, get ready for the uh, the upcoming season, uh, maybe some new designs coming uh, before too long on that as well. So again, make sure you can follow me at Big Jim Sports, make sure you're following along with the show, that's the most important thing. Uh, Dave is at Huddle Up Dave, Sean is at Sean Shine State, Matt is at 3CTA Philly, like Philadelphia, and the number 8, 3CTA Philly 8. Um... But uh, just want to catch everybody up. We are currently uh, two games into the Stanley Cup final. The defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning up two games to none over the Montreal Canadiens. The Canadiens, the last team to clinch a spot in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I've uh, kind of been the Cinderella story going through the North Division, uh, beating the Vegas Golden Knights, who were unfortunately my uh, Stanley Cup prediction back at the beginning of the year. Uh, they were unable to uh, get it done again, although they've always been in the conversation uh, since their entry into the league three years ago. Uh, but uh, once again, unable to get the job done. Uh, Montreal, for the first time since 1993, uh, gets to the Stanley Cup final. They're now down to nothing in the series. Uh, a much better performance in game number two last night. Uh, but not not able to get the job done. Tampa with a couple of uh, what I consider to be pretty lucky bounces and and. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not for lack of skill. Tampa Bay, obviously, uh, arguably one of the most talented teams, um, on paper in the national hockey league. So it's, it's not because of lack of talent, uh, but a couple of lucky bounces went their way last night, get a big win in game number two, the series shifts, I believe game three tomorrow night, uh, Friday, July the second, uh, in Montreal games three and four will be there if necessary. Game five would be back in Tampa six if necessary Montreal game seven if necessary uh would be back in uh Tampa uh only 3,500 fans will be in attendance in the building at the Bell Center the uh Canadians are trying to petition uh and the league was trying to petition with the uh the province of Quebec to uh and in the city of Montreal to get uh more people in the building unfortunately unable to do that still obviously COVID concerns um you know the, the the pandemic is still around, uh, despite uh, what what it may appear. Um, you know, as as we watch sporting events both in in arenas and and, and outdoors. Uh, but uh, the Canadian government said uh, no, so there were only thirty five hundred fans in attendance at the Bell Center uh, for games three and four, and then six if necessary. 
Um, there's there will obviously be more people in the streets. If you've been watching these games, uh, you've seen the, the the people of of Montreal have been out in the streets, packed shoulder to shoulder. And like, here's the deal. Like, I mean, if you know me, you know I've been very strict about the pandemic the, the entire time, and, and I understand. I understand what they're doing. I understand the reasoning behind it. Um, but, uh, it almost looks kind of silly when, when, and I get outdoors versus indoors and all of that. But when you look in the, in the streets of Montreal and see thousands of people packed shoulder to shoulder, um, but you have, you can't allow more into the bell center, uh, seems a little uh, odd to me. Uh, but again, I totally understand. I'm not one of these, uh, the, these individuals that is coming on here and, and, uh, you know, blasting or, or, or criticizing the, the Canadian government or anything like that. And, and anyone who makes these decisions, because, um, you know, it's, it is still a very real concern. So, uh, only 3,500 in the building, hopefully Montreal, uh, can, can write the ship and, and, and win a couple that they have to only win one, uh, on the road. So, so if they can take the three, in Montreal, they only have to win either Game Five or Game Seven on the on the road in Tampa Bay. Obviously, it's 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 a, it's a hard thing to do, but but hopefully they can do it. Um, I am definitely Team Montreal in this one. Um, I'm tired of Tampa Bay. I'm tired of the Lightning. Uh, I think um, you know they they kind of circumvented the cap a bit this year, um, and and to to avoid uh, any cap troubles with some of their uh, you know high dollar players who are coming off injuries. Um, within the rules, don't get me wrong. And that's an issue I have with it, with the national hockey league. Um, but, uh, a little cheap, a little dirty, um, and not a fan of seeing them, uh, get the repeat here. Uh, but again, two games to none lead for the Tampa Bay lightning over the Montreal Canadians shifting to college football. Uh, the big, one of the big stories, two big stories, really this summer, the, the, the first, uh, the, the idea of a 12 team playoff. Now I was on, uh, the Earnestly Speaking podcast with uh, Ernest Christian and Kyle F. And Nash. Uh, was that last week, two weeks ago, maybe? Uh, I've lost all track of time. Last week, I think. Um, so if you, if you jump over and listen to that, you'll hear our discussion about the the, the twelve team playoff. Uh, but but some of my thoughts I'll reiterate here. Um, and if you're not subscribed to the uh, Earnestly Speaking podcast and, and you don't follow along with him and uh, the student of the game, Kyle Nash, make sure you follow those guys, two of, two of the best and uh, two of my best friends in this crazy uh, podcast world. So uh, check them out and give them a follow. Uh, but to, with 12-team playoff, um, I've always had an issue with four. And if you've listened to this show over the years, I've always had an issue with four. I thought uh, six, maybe eight, probably eight was like your, your, your ideal uh, marker. Uh, and, and even if you want to do like two, the top two teams get a, get a buy, uh, and then the, the remaining six, if you do top eight, uh, get the playoff, then, then, then you can, uh, do that or just have, uh, you know, all eight teams play each other. But, but if in, in this scenario, it appears, uh, that the top four, um, would get a buy and then the, uh, like five would play 12, six uh, would play 11, seven would play 10, eight would play nine. Uh, and then the winners would go on lowest seeded would play the highest seed and, and so on. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm fine with this and, and I think we will eventually get there. It would not happen for this upcoming 2021, 2022 season. I think the earliest it could come obviously then would be 2022, 2023, and um, I, I think we're going to get there. I, I, first off, there's money to be made. And if you know anything about college football and, and about the, the, the business of college football, the, the more money they can make, the better. 
and I think we're going to get there. Um, the, the only part of the proposed system that I don't really like is the um, the automatic bids. Uh, I think they said that the Power 5 teams would get an automatic bid, and then you would have, you would have uh, what would that be, seven at-larges or something like that. But but I, I don't like the concept of, of, of automatic bids. I never have. You go back to the BCS, there was a time when, like, number 24 ranked – uh, Florida State got into the Orange Bowl because they won the ACC. Like they never belonged there. And there's been years Notre Dame, my, my Fighting Irish, didn't belong in the BCS, but because of the rules they had set up with the BCS, the Irish were able to get in. So, um, you know, it's it's it, it's it's you know it, it's a matter of time. It's a matter of working out the details. But I think we will get there. I think it, anything's better than four. I I, I never liked four. From the beginning, oh, I shouldn't say anything because because you can water it down to a point. But uh, I think I think twelve is good. I don't think you should go any higher than twelve, which is why I'm surprised that uh, twelve is the first expansion of it. But uh, we will see and keep an eye on that. Uh, probably by the time we're back on the air in the in the football season, uh, mid to late August, we should probably have a little bit more uh, information on this. Uh, and then also as of today, July first, college uh, athletes um, can uh, can make money and, and and do endorsements with their name image uh and likeness for the first time in in, in history that uh college athletes have been able to do this and to me this is what i i've kind of said and, and hoped would happen for a long time and and, and I've, I've been very vocal that i don't think college athletes should get paid for playing college sports that said i've, I've always been pro hey look if you can go get a sponsorship deal with you know, if you're at, if you're at, uh, you know, if you're at Notre Dame and, and there's a uh, car dealer, or there's a, um, you know, there's a the car wash or car dealer or local business in South Bend um, that wants to, you know, use use your name and, and use your likeness and have you do endorsement deals for that business. Why why shouldn't they be allowed to do that? Um, you know, if there's a brand, a, a, a sports drink, an iced tea, a uh, we saw already saw Bo Nix, uh, the Auburn quarterback, uh, signed a deal uh, with I think it's like um, Miro's or Myro's uh, iced tea that I know is sold at, at like Walmart. Um, so why not? Why why should these athletes not be able to do that? I think they're you know basically the only the only people in college that that, that can't um, basically make make money off themselves. So. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm totally on board with this. Um, you know, we'll see how how many uh, athletes actually get, get these deals and and things like that as it begins to play out. But uh, I am 100% in favor uh, of uh, the the name, image, and likeness, and, and athletes being able to make money uh, make money there. Uh, shifting to golf here, real quick. Uh, a few weeks back, John Rahm tested positive. Uh, for COVID, and it was actually informed on on Saturday at the end of round three of a uh, of a tournament, and had to withdraw a tournament that he was very likely to uh, to win. He was dominating the field, and a lot of people upset at the PGA Tour that they pulled him out. And um, you know, for me, I, I look at I said the PGA Tour they they have a responsibility. And and first off, if you go back over the course of the pandemic, because I understand where we're at now is a bit different than where we were six months ago and stuff like that. But they, they've, they've, they have to treat for the entire season. They have to treat everything the same by the rules and standards that they have set. So he tests positive. Um, he has to withdraw. 
Uh, did it suck? Absolutely. Uh, is it is it unfortunate? 100%. But <clears throat> it's the nature of the game. And, um, you know, I thought I thought Rom handled it really well. Two weeks later, he comes back, wins his first major at the U.S. Open, uh, and uh, and it was really exciting to see that and, and um, you know, see him bounce back from what was a, an unfortunate situation. But um, I think the important thing to remember here is, folks, we still are in a pandemic. Um, so as as much as you think that the PGA was, was too strong-armed about it or overstepped the lines. Now, could they have done it a little bit different and they didn't have to go and pull them off the 18th green? And do you know and, and and surprise the TV crew and all of that? Absolutely, they could have handled that a bit differently. But um, the PGA was not in the wrong for pulling John Rahm. Uh, last week there was an eight-hole playoff uh, at the Travelers Open, uh, won uh, the Travelers Championship, won by Harris English. Um, just absolutely wild to watch. And even even my wife, who uh, is not a fan of watching golf on TV. Um, kind of got into it as, I, as I'm watching these guys just play the 18th hole over and over and over and over again, uh, finally won by Harris English. So, um, you know, I know, especially if you don't play golf, like for me, I, I never was a huge fan of watching golf on TV until I started playing the game. Um, but uh, sometimes you get these kind of gems uh, like this past weekend and, and they were able to, uh, you know, and it gets kind of exciting. Uh, the Open Championship returns, obviously not played last year because of the pandemic. Um, <clears throat> two weeks uh, from now, I think it's yeah, the, the, the starting the weekend of the 15th. Some players complaining because of the uh, COVID restrictions for the Open. And uh, you know what? I, I, maybe I can understand their complaints a little bit, you know, like in terms of who can travel and how can travel and spectators allowed and whatever. Um, but in the same time, it's like, you know what, guys? Suck it up. Um, you're a bunch of millionaires, um, going over there to play a game. And, um, you know, some people have threatened to kind of boycott the event. It's like, you know what? You want to do that? Go ahead. Um, but, but stop at first off, it's a, it's a different country. It's a different government. It's a different COVID situation, uh, over there than it is here. So they, they have to be a little bit understanding and you know what? Every tournament gets to make their own rules and this is a tournament all their own and, uh, they get to make their own rules. If you don't like it, don't go. Uh, but seriously, stop complaining about it because you you are paid millions of dollars. And, I, and golf is a challenging sport. I, I play the game of golf on the weekends. Um, and I know how challenging it is to be, um, you know, to be good at golf. And, and, and it's, I can't fathom how hard it is to be good at that level. Um, but the, the, the complaints from some of the players about how it's unfair and, and this and that, you know, some of the... Uh, restrictions is just a bunch of, uh, you know, privileged whining, whininess to me. Um, suck it up, get over it, go play the game or don't, but shut up about it. Um, quick look here at the NBA, the Phoenix Suns for the first time. I also think since 1993, much like the Montreal Canadians have made it to the NBA finals, ousting the, uh, LA Clippers, um, and the, um, Atlanta Hawks, Milwaukee Bucks tied, uh, two games apiece in the Eastern Conference uh, Finals. So uh, that is where the NBA stands on that. I was actually getting into, I was watching um, a good bit of the opening two rounds with the with the 76ers. Um, and, and look, I mean, if you followed me on Twitter, you know that, that my issue with officiating in sports is really bad. And I am no basketball expert uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But there was definitely points 
in the Sixers series. And if you listen, if you follow along with Matt, uh, the other co-host on this show, um, he is he is definitely a huge Sixers fan, has been uh, as long as I've ever known him. Um, and I used to think that he was exaggerating some of the uh, officiating issues uh, in the NBA. And, and just it, it, it astounded me how um, inconsistent. And, and, and that's been my biggest problem. And this isn't just an NBA problem. There's a problem in the NHL and the NFL and college football, um, Major League Baseball. It, it is across the board. I think officiating feels like it's getting worse. Uh, maybe we're m- more critical than ever. I don't know. But it feels like it's getting worse. Uh, but there were so many points where it just – there was things that the Sixers would get called for that the, the Hawks weren't and were getting away with. And, and it's like, you know, I, I don't I, – I've always said that. I do not care if you are going to call every penalty in the NHL, flag every play, and call every holding, every face mask, every jersey grab in the NFL – if you're going to call everything in the NBA as long as you do it consistently, or if you're going to call hardly anything, like it has to be super egregious to get a call, fine with me as long as it's consistent. And and once again in sports, and in especially in the Hawks Sixers series, the the consistency of officiating just was not there, and it is a big problem for the NBA. It's a big problem for all sports, and 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 I think these leagues really uh, need to reel it in. Um, and my, my, my final thoughts on the, the, the NBA is, is, you know, Ben Simmons has kind of become the, uh, the target of, um, you know, the, or the scapegoat maybe in, in terms of, um, the downfall of the 76ers this year in the playoffs. Uh, you know, his, his, uh, he, um, did not live up to, to, you know, kind of his expectations and the fans expectations, a lot of fans saying that Simmons should be out in Philly. Look again, I I, I don't I don't know the ins and outs of the NBA. I'm I'm still very uh, new to to my NBA fandom, but you know you know he's a he's a uh, you know highly touted player, um, and and you know is 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 one of the the kind of backbones to to this resurgence with the 76ers. I I don't think he's going to be gone. I don't necessarily think he should be gone. Uh, I get the I get fans' frustrations, but. Um, you know, he, he is a super talented player that, that I think how many times, and not just in Philadelphia, but you know, countless other sports, countless other cities, have you, uh, have, has ownership cut ties on a player, uh, because of, uh, you know, one, uh, one or two, maybe bad uh, postseason performances, they go and succeed somewhere else. Uh, and it it happens far too often. So you kind of have to, um, kind of have to, you know, take, take a deep breath, take a step back. And uh, question if if, if uh, moving on from him uh, would be the right choice, uh, and I don't think it will. I don't think it's going to happen. And then finally, NFL uh, was announced over the weekend that the secondary helmets, which we haven't seen in a number of years, um, will be returning not this year, twenty twenty one, but in the twenty twenty two season. Teams will be eligible to have a secondary. Uh, helmets. So th- teams like the Cowboys that would wear their throwbacks with the white helmets, the Eagles, the Kelly Green helmets, the uh, the Patriots uh, with the old 70s uh, Patriot helmet and logo and uniforms, uh, Tampa Bay possibly going back to the creamsicle uniforms, Denver could go throwback. There's a number of teams. Seattle is one that you could go back to the old uh, silver and blue uh, Seattle Seahawks of, of the 90s. 
And um, first off, I, I'm I still think the NFL helmet rule that uh, outlawed this was uh, just absolutely uh, ridiculous for years. Um, but I'm also shocked that the NFL is waiting another year for this. I mean, uh, the league was down in revenue, uh, obviously last year with the, uh, pandemic season where most buildings, uh, were empty or, or well below capacity. Um, and, and this year, you know, teams will be, stadiums will be back to hundred percent, but, uh, you know, these, these, the league and, and everything is, is behind in revenue from, uh, where they expected to be. So I'm surprised it didn't uh, go through this year, but, uh, I'm excited to see this. I'm excited to see, uh, what teams go with throwbacks. If there's any teams that come up with any new designs or, or kind of hybrid, hybrid, uh, what do they call them? Like faux back, uh, designs, uh, that, you know, like the Packers, Washington, um, a couple of years ago did almost like a leather looking, uh, helmet, uh, so we'll, it definitely is something I'm uh, I'm excited about uh, to see and, and to see where that goes. Um, but yeah, just uh, th- those are just kind of some of my thoughts uh, here today. And um, I'm going to close this thing up again at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. You can uh, subscribe to or follow us on uh, Instagram at Huddle Up Pod. Um, but uh, we'll be back. We'll be back uh, now next month. Next month is August. Uh, so stay tuned to our social media. Uh, that's going to be the best place to find all show announcements, anything like that. But go to NGSESports.com. That's our home network, our secondary home, L-E-E-I-B-Sports.com. Subscribe to the show on uh, YouTube, on all the podcast platforms. And uh, also make sure you check out our merchandise over at whatamaneuver.net. Hope everyone is having a, uh, a good year, a good summer. And uh, we will again catch you back again um in uh, in August as we get ready for football season until then stay safe stay smart and go for the win <laughs>